Hello, and welcome to Top 5 with Michael and Clay. We all know that you're dying to know our opinions on, well, literally everything, so we made this podcast. Allow me to condescendingly explain how this works. In each episode, we'll pick a topic and rank our respective top fives within that topic. We'll also include our bottom fives, as well as honorable mentions. Each week, we'll share our limelight with a guest who will also give their hot takes with their own list based on their expert opinions that still can't live up to ours. We hope you enjoy listening to us argue and occasionally reconsider our friendship, and hope you'll join in on the argument too. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Top5MNC. That's at Top5MNC, where you can share your thoughts and feelings each week. Enjoy! We good? You got this look on your yeah, face. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> so, fun start. All right, welcome back. And another episode under the belts. We're really stockpiling these up, and I'm really excited because going into the school year, it's one thing I really missed uh, was keeping these going. So, just... Piling them on, stacking them up, and pushing them out. Those are like the things I like to do the best. God, I don't, don't really know what you just described, but yeah, we were going to have several ready to roll, so we're set for the next few weeks. Months, even. Well, maybe decades. Maybe. We maybe. We keep it up at this rate. Oh, honestly. So uh, I will say, a lot of recurring guests at the beginning of season two. Yeah, you know, I think that a lot of it is um, nobody else likes us. This checks out. Yeah. I'm not even sure some of the guests that we have on like us. No, I'm pretty sure that's the case, actually, that they don't. They're, oh, they just want to come to antagonize. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's they're using us for fame. For clout. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Nothing nothing more. Yeah. They, they just really need to access our, like, 30 podcast listeners. I know. And, hey, so, so be it. We're welcome to open that door for... That's right. Use it and abuse it, baby. Exactly. That's... Hey, I'm good at that, too. Oh, don't I know it. Oh, I... I yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. So, this it, week, <laughs> our returning guest, uh, familiar from the Pokemon episode, Miss Olivia LeMay. Hello. I'm very excited for this one, I think. And My what are we doing? will be better. Um, we are doing Pixar movies. That's going to be exciting, because yes. I'm not a big movie person in general, but Pixar movies are some things I am a little bit more familiar with. We were talking right before this, a lot of the most recent released ones I have not seen, because, I don't know, it just feels past my time, but for you, I don't know, you really, you, you're a Pixar enthusiast. Yes, I was saying before we started that I've spent the last week watching only Pixar movies in preparation to make sure that my list was as good as possible so i'm very excited i'm picturing her with her like eyelids like clipped open uh forcing herself to watch pixar movies there were some that it was a little bit more like that but some were really good and how many of these pixar movies did you watch with those old vhs tapes on that four by four post-it note tv you have (laughs) well since disney plus exists zero but i probably do have at least a couple that are vhs so fair enough I, I was thinking back to the last episode you were on, and like a lot of people are like, yeah, the Pokemon episode, like I just wasn't familiar with Pokemon, something like that. But we keep on kind of referring back to Pokemon with the Pikachu pick. And that, came, that was something that came from the episode My that I read. shining moment. That, so you and other guests like Jack Baker have long-lasting impacts. Yay. Yes, so exciting. That's true. Uh, I'm glad that you didn't scream and cry when I compared you to <laughs> Jack Baker's well, podcast. But, but well, because I didn't say it, it was yeah, Michael. The Pikachu was me, so yeah. it, it was her episode, but I was the one who stole the show. Okay. Um, Sorry. You have a lot to live up to now. Excellent yeah. pick. Um, I also rewatched uh, some of these movies yesterday. Actually, that's not true. I lied. I did not rewatch them. I only watched ones that I hadn't seen. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there's a few. I was telling Olivia there's one that may or may not come up that I uh, I did not consider at all because I had never seen it. And I tried to watch it yesterday and fell asleep, like, maybe 30 minutes in. So, uh, it didn't really capture my attention enough to warrant a ranking. And there's one other one that I turned off because it was really bad. Yikes. I think we're going to hear about that one later. You are. All right. It yeah. sounds like a plan though. Yeah. But I mean, all the ones that, and that's one thing because I know a lot of the Pixar movies I just haven't seen. So I didn't want to step out and say anything about, um, Except for one of them. So, I feel like I have... <laughs> there's uh, one you're going to shit on. There's one that I'm going to shit on that I haven't seen, because I feel like that just fits <laughs> within my style. Yeah. Um, I That's fair. I, like I said, there's one that I turned off, and like I turned it off very quickly, and I'm going to shit on it without having seen the whole thing. Um, it just shouldn't exist, but we'll, we'll get to that. I will say, it was hard, because they there one, there's, like, I think, 26 Pixar movies in total. Most of them are really, really good. So like it was sussing out the ones to be in the top. I knew it was going to be hard, but I also found getting the bottoms to be harder than I thought because mm-hmm. getting like, bottoms is very hard. They aren't, there are some that are bad, but the rest of them are just less good. That's true. Uh, Pixar movies I find to be mostly good. Like you said, I, there's two in my bottom five that I think aren't really that bad. I just mm-hmm. have, there's, there's specific issues I have with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I, I I mean, I think just because some movies don't make it into the top five for people or whatever doesn't mean they're not good. Yeah. yeah. It's just like... I will give that to Pixar. They're much more quality over quantity. They mm-hmm. don't put out too many piss poor movies. Right. Shout out to the MCU. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think especially recently you think about Pixar and like at this point they've really figured out like what they're doing. Yeah. Early on, I think there's some ones where they're clearly trying to find their way, but um, they have a formula now, right? They have a recipe for for how to make a successful animated movie, and, and seemingly they can just crank them out now, and like they're always pretty good. So um, there's definitely, I think, going to be a middle of the pack that emerges of mm-hmm. movies that don't make probably any of our list, but I would sit down and watch still, and like yeah, they're good, mm-hmm. or like or when I did watch it, I was like, yeah, that was good. Yeah. And I think since we're all part of the school system, Pixar movies are just much more easy to incorporate into a, the life of a, a teacher or yeah, definitely. A teacher associate. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's the same thing. <laughs> right. She's a counselor, bro. They associate with teachers. Oof, unwillingly. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. That was good. We said all right good. at the same time. Uh, okay. My number five is a movie I've only seen one Sir, twice. <laughs> uh, but it's a more recent one, uh, and it is Coco. Uh, so I was kind of skeptical about this movie. Um, I remember kind of seeing some of the advertisements for it, and um, I don't know. It just like kind of looked like it was going to be just another one of those, like, this is just a Pixar movie, and like it's good, but I wouldn't have necessarily thought it top five material. Um, and this was one that like, I didn't see it right when it came out. So then I heard the hype around it from some people and I was like, because I am a contrarian in some ways, I was like, eh, all this hype makes me feel like it's not actually going to be that good. But I watched it and I just was like enthralled by it. I mean, I think visually it's stunning. Um, 
the incorporation of like traditional Mexican folk music in this movie is, is incredible. Um, the characters are compelling. It's a great, like Pixar does a great job of exploring themes of um, family identity and, and familial relationships and, and kind of how complicated those can be. Uh, but doing that in a way that's like kid friendly, right? It's easy to digest. Um, so there's themes in movies like Coco and a couple of these others that are pretty heavy and like they're done in a way that makes it a little easier to process. Um, like I think if you took the story from Coco and it wasn't Pixar making the movie, it would be like an incredibly dark, like, <laughs> yeah, and it already is kind of dark, right. But, but dark for a Pixar movie. Um, so yeah, Coco, I, I just think it, it deserves this, this kind of, it's, it's up there. It's not quite like a classic to me, but it's like, this is a really good one that I would watch again. See, I, I've only seen Coco in parts. I haven't mm-hmm. sat down and fully seen the full movie, which is why I didn't put it in my top five. But from what I've seen, it is an amazingly done movie. Mm-hmm. And this is one that was taught two years ago when I was working with uh, a good friend of mine, Allison, and she was using it to teach like the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. And it follows a very yeah. good plot point that hits everything that she was doing. So I only the first time I ever saw Coco, I saw the last thirty minutes of the movie. So the entirety of the the plot was just like done for me already. But I will say I was sitting in the back of the classroom watching the kids watch the rest of this movie, and I was like starting to tear up a little bit because sure. I didn't know the whole thing going on. But they were doing a lot with that movie, yeah. um, and I think it was a it's a very great way for Pixar to take such a like a really strong Mexican tradition and make it in a like accurate, respectful way. That's not just the typical, like if you think of Dia de los Muertos in the United States, like that's just like Halloween 2.0 for a lot of people who aren't familiar with its importance in Mexican culture. Yeah. So I think they really gave it the significance for what it means for that group of people without going the classic. um, They didn't whitewash it. No, they didn't American whitewash it. Like all these other things do. So, yes. I agree with everything you guys have said. I'm going to save the rest of my thoughts for a little bit later. I kind of, it's funny because as I make these lists, sometimes I try to anticipate like both Clay's list and whoever our guest is at the time. This is one that I was like, Olivia's going to have this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I think, I don't know if we've ever like talked about this movie, Mm -hmm. um, but it just also just kind of feels like uh, one that you would really like. Yeah, I think we had said something briefly in passing about this movie, so I knew you had strong feelings about it. (laughs) So... That's why, that's why I didn't feel pressured I had to go watch it for the list, because yeah. I knew right. it was going to be tough. Right, there, that's always a factor, too. And yeah, shout out to Pixar for, you know, being, uh, like, handling something, go, going out there to tell a story from a different culture in a responsible way. Mm-hmm. They've done a good job of that lately, Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, and this was kind of one of those that they clearly re- recognize there's a lack of representation in this specific genre of movie, so let's go out and... And try to find it. And I don't, I didn't, I didn't do enough research here. And I don't really remember in terms of like voice actors, but I feel like they actually like got people like there were Mexican voice actors and not just like, Hey, let's have Paul Rudd. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, we went somewhere directions there. Um, oh, Scar so one of the greatest Asian American actors of our yeah, time. That's what I've been saying. Um, and Matt Damon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Coco. Yeah. All right. So my number five, 
when I was looking through the list of Pixar movies again, I forgot that this one was specifically Pixar. And I remember loving and hating it at the same time growing up. And I think for me as a kid, this was almost a horror movie. And I think that's why I love horror movies now. This is going to be a bug's life. Mm, interesting. <laughs> that movie uh, as a kid was a fun movie because it mm. was bugs and they were doing just bug shit all the time. And <laughs> when you get to the grasshoppers, those things were horrifying. Those things were scary. And at the very end of the movie where it's raining and lightning and there's yeah. fire and he's like stomping up to the, I forget like the main guy's name. Flick. Flick. He's just like all up in his shit getting real angry. That was kind of scary. And that was early animation too. So things weren't as smooth and things weren't as. It was the second Pixar movie ever yeah. made. Yep. I think what, Toy Story being the first? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when it comes to A Bug's Life, I feel like this is an earlier scarier kids movie but nonetheless when you compare that to the uh, what dreamworks rival of ants <laughs> there's nothing you can do to support the ants michael and i those. have talked about this michael is an yeah. ant supporter oh, yeah. and i am a bug's life supporter so you will also hear more from me Yikes. about this one as well you'll hear more from me about it too <laughs> great awesome so there's that but for me bug's life was a very unique like early early film that i remember thoroughly enjoying and like the classic jokes from the movie were just so, so good. And there's been a recent resurgence of one clip that's on Twitter. And it's just this bug walking into a restaurant. It's like, who ordered the poo-poo platter? <laughs> and it's like a platter full of shit. And the yes. flies just devour it. Yeah. Hilarious. Poop jokes always fall solid. Sure. So I'm a big fan of A Bug's Life. I think it's my easy number five solid base ground pick. Okay. I- I'm, I'll wait. I'm really worried that this is going to be oh, the movie that he picks to be the one he's going to shred. I will. It wasn't. Go- it wasn't him. going to be, but now it might be. <laughs> no, shred I, him back. I just. I have. I have. Some, I will. All I will say right now is I think for me, this is not a bad movie. This falls in that category of Pixar movie that's just like it's kind of forgettable. Um, I did kind of forget about it before I made the list. And I'll, and I'll share some reasons why a little bit later. But but yeah, this is one of the ones on my... Well, it uh, whatever. I've already fucking said it. It's one of the ones on my bottom five. But it's not like a bad, bad movie. It's just like... It's got a lot of girl boss presents. Okay. Yes, that is Thank true. You. There's better girl boss presents than other Pixar movies. Which is why I have four more above this one. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, no Buzz Lightyear erasure. Yes, I'm going to. I'm going to keep my comments for later. Okay. Damn, really quiet this episode so far. Well, I'm As just, she I'm just ready be. for. <laughs> All right. Um, so my number five is up. Um, I watched it again today and then fell asleep in the middle because I had a long <laughs> night. But um, just like rewatch, I mean, everybody knows and everyone talks about. It's not actually the first five minutes, but that montage of Carl and Ellie and their entire relationship, which is done in a very short span of time. And I think that that very small clip alone for me had to, it had to be in the top five. The fact that they can tell such a story before the movie even was really started um, was just, I think, really beautiful in the character development um, for Carl. Um, I noticed in rewatching a lot of these movies or watching them originally is that so many Pixar characters are really unlikable. Like the main (laughs) character is selfish and the entire movie is about their arc from being a selfish person or thing to being better. And so like Carl's is kind of in that vein, but not because that five minute clip, like 
he has a reason to be the way he is where that's usually not a sussed out. So like, I really, really just appreciated the journey and like, you cannot not cry when you watch that. Mm-hmm. Cause I've seen it many times and cry every single time. <laughs> so <laughs> this is uh, um, up as a middle of the road Pixar movie for me. And here's the, the reason is almost identical to what you said as to why you're including in your top five. The entire movie is overshadowed by that five minute thing. Like when I think back to up, that's what I think of mm. the rest of the movie. Like, again, I will use the same word I use for a bug's life. Kind of forgettable. Like, yes, there's like this redemption story for, but like I, I watched it. I don't know, sometime in the last year or so. And that was a rewatch. And it was like, it was to the point where like, I kind of had forgotten like a lot of what happened because it's just like, they did such a masterful job with that intro montage thing that the rest of the movie just kind of pales in comparison to it. And I feel like it's just like Pixar does such a great job with these shorts that they make mm. that it's almost like they made this incredible short and then we're like, oh, we should make a movie about like, and I, and I think it could have just been left alone. Like it was a really great story. And it does provide a lot of great backstory and motivation for the character for the rest of the movie, but it's just kind of like, I don't know. I just didn't think that was enough. This isn't one that I ever like, it, like anytime I have rewatched it, like I said, it's like, it was that first little part really great. I'm excited about it. And then the movie kind of starts and I'm like, Oh, Oh, I don't really care about the rest of this. I don't know. Like you have the talking dog, Doug. Yes. I really like Russell as a character, owl. the kid. He's like, I think... I want to punt him. The only Asian representation in <gasps> Pixar. Yeah, I get ScarJo. <laughs> but he's like... He's such a I don't, good yeah, I don't know balance not, for Carl. Sure. Or like... A foil? Yeah. I like it all. I like the dynamic they have. He's so silly. He like allows Carl to be more silly. He's like forgotten the joy in life. Kevin the bird, who's actually a girl. <laughs> um... He's Progressive. funny. Well, because she's funny. Russell didn't know that Kevin was a girl when he named her Kevin. Right. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Clay? I have some, but they will be reserved for later on, and I'm gonna let you. Uh, I figure out which end. Uh, I love when this happens, and I, I have to train on. myself not to like try to figure out which way I'm just gonna. Look. Hey, okay. I, you never just know. Let it I'm, go. You never know which way I'm gonna go. Okay, sure, 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 sure. All right, number four then. Number four then. Number four for me uh, is Wally. I'm a fan of Wally. I think it's, um, I almost had it a little higher actually uh, because of how innovative it kind of is. Like in the the sense that, like, I mean, it, it, how little like speaking there is Mm -hmm. and telling a story in a way. Uh, that, you know, Pixar movies hadn't really told stories before. Um, and tackling some pretty, again, major concepts and like thing, taking things like climate change and, and just like human greed and things like that and putting it in a package for, for kids, essentially. And uh, one of the greatest love stories that Pixar has ever told. Amen. Yes. Uh, so I, I think that there's, there's something here that's just, I remember watching Wally and kind of wanting to not like it 
because I was like, ah, who gives a fuck about this little robot? And like, this is, but you can't not love it. Like, you can't not give a fuck about the little robot. <laughs> He's so um, cute. Yeah, absolutely. And just, I, I think this movie, the, the phrase that kept coming in my head when I was thinking about this wow. was. Wow. Well, not that. But <laughs> that was pretty good, though. Hey, my first good impression. The best impression yeah, I've ever heard from you. Out of you. Um, no, the phrase I kept thinking about was that I feel like this movie says a lot without saying a lot. And that's not easy to do, especially with an animated movie. And I just feel like this represents kind of that era where Pixar figured it out, mm-hmm. the, how they were doing this. So, so I, yeah, Wally is, is a, it's a really good one. I think it's, Probably a pretty popular pick to be pretty high up, but uh, I just think it's it's a groundbreaking one. Yeah, I'm gonna jump in before you say something because Wally is also my number four pick. Hello, yes, love that. So my number four was also Wally, and I'll just throw my opinions in here. I think that this is where you say this is where Pixar really figures it out. If you look at Pixar movies, like this is oh, where timeline. yeah things diverge. This is mm-hmm. where you have old Pixar versus new Pixar. And Wally is just one of the most heartwarming movies ever. They, they, I don't know if there's a character that has more personality than that rusty little motherfucker. <laughs> it is so much fun throughout the entire movie. With also doing the whole thing with the environment of the Earth, obesity, things that come in a lot of different packages. Now being one little trash robot that was so so sweet. And I think this one movie also has one of the more unique villains when it comes to a Pixar mm-hmm. movie being the ship itself, the yeah. thing that's right. saving the humans is actively also killing all the humans. Right. I think it's very clever. It reminds me of Portal, which is one of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. Um, so nonetheless, I think it's such a unique concept from mm-hmm. what they've been doing in the past. And it, it turned out amazing. And I remember hearing all the hype about it when it was earlier on. And I think I just didn't want to watch it because I, I wanted Same, to be different. Yeah. I wanted to be quirky. Right. This is, where, this is why we get along. Exactly. Yeah. But I eventually saw, I think I was on a plane and it was on one of the things. I was like, you Were know there what? snakes on the plane? Not yet. Oh. They, those came later. Okay. Good for them. Good for them. I know. Good for the snakes. So eventually I like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to watch Wally. And it was so good. And I'm someone very much like Claire. I will cry at a movie pretty easily. This one, like towards the end of it, like when Wally was like no more, broke my little broke my little heart to pieces. I know. It was yes. like the one of the best characters ever made, and they tried to off him. Uh uh-uh. uh. Right, but and great cultural representation here too for robots. I agree. Because yes. what we had robots the movie earlier. Oh, oh that movie is so funny. <laughs> that DreamWorks. That's yeah, so, it was DreamWorks. Uh, so weird. Aunt Fanny. Yes. Dumper. <laughs> Big ass. They also, Wally's little pet cockroach. I know, and he runs them over in the beginning. Yes, and he's like, so cockroaches Mm -hmm. are cute. I think there was probably like a Twinkie resurgence after Wally came out. I think, yeah. Sleeps a little Twinkie. I think I read that. And there was something here where like, also just genuinely, there were discussions about climate change and environmental concerns that like this movie made like real adults and policymakers would be like, oh, this is something people care about. Yeah. People Mm -hmm. saw the movie and were like, Wait, <laughs> this is really real for Pixar. And, and, and like you talk about the ship and like conversations about technology and the automation of society and kind of this like, it's like consumer culture, right? Too. And so there were legitimate, like serious conversations to be had as a result of this children's movie. Yeah. So and the little like the skid mark robot that cleaned everything up. He was yes. so funny. Absolutely. I have more thoughts that I will be saving for later as well. <laughs> there's really only dancing tw- in there's circles. only 26 of them. I know. So there's and- going to be so much overlap. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. 
right. Okay, so my number four, I'm making a last minute change. Oh. It's Wally. I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put um, Coco at my number four. There you go. Okay. All the reasons that we've talked about earlier. Um, I minored in Spanish. So maybe, Michael, that's why you Ooh. thought that I was going to love it. So, like, seeing all of that in such a, like, culturally accurate, respectful way. Like, obviously, Disney and Pixar are really family-oriented um, with their characters, but, like, showing the, like, um, multi-generational family in one home and, like, all working together. I really love that. And I also, I watched it earlier this summer. Um, so it had been a few years since it had been out, and so I knew the main plot twist because, mm-hmm. like, you kind of couldn't avoid that at a certain point but it didn't matter like yeah. it did not diminish the my enjoyment of the movie knowing like the big right. twist and even like there are still parts i didn't know so it was really exciting i just really i'm i feel like the nostalgia factor is really important for me especially disney and pixar movies and i'm always skeptical watching these new movies um but this one i was like no this yeah. is this is as high quality as my favorites so and I feel like Pixar did a good job from, from what I have seen. Like this is a movie that does well appealing to both children and adults. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're clear Pixar movies and kids movies in general that adults want to statherize that with forks. Right. This is just a generally well-rounded movie. Mm-hmm. Or, or some of them are, I can sit there and watch it and be like, okay, fine. But, but if I can actively think if I was a kid, this would be. So th- there's one movie that, that is in the middle of the road. I'm just going to wait to see if anybody mentions it. There's one movie in my mind that's like, I did see it when I was younger, loved it. And now if I go back and watch it, though, I'm like, I mean, fine. fine. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I agree. I think that this is a good, like, bridging bridging that gap. Um, I, I think if I had more time to let this marinate, if I'd seen it more times, it, it might be higher on my list. Right. So, yeah, but but... Great movie. Yeah. Really catchy songs, too. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right. Running into three. Number three for me is 2004's The Incredibles. This is... Uh, so, I think the thing about this movie that puts it so high for me is... Hey, um, it's, like, actually a really good action movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, just taking out the animated Pixar whatever... Like, it is a suspenseful action movie. And contextualize it, 2004, this is before, like, Marvel made superhero movies a big industry, mm-hmm. right? So, like, it's not like this was, like, the first ever, like, superhero movie. Obviously, there were, but but they were pretty isolated things beforehand. And this just was not, like, a huge corner of the market. And for a Pixar movie to be like, hey, superhero movies are going to be popular. So, here it is. Like, it kind of started that in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, it it kind of unlocked that part of people's, uh, uh, or, like, that interest that people had in terms of kind of the larger market. And I think, again, just the the way in which Pixar is able to handle a lot of different kind of storylines, right? Mm -hmm. So, yes, the superhero action movie, family dynamics are a part of this. There's, like... Definitely exploration of gender roles within the family in this movie. Like it's, I don't know. Like this is one that I did. I I went back and watched fairly recently um, after I saw the second one, which was out much later. And I think doesn't quite 
hold up. Like, I, I don't know. It's fine. But I think it was that was more of just the like our generation loved the Incredibles and it was like, oh my God, a second one finally. And they yeah. left it off with such a perfect cliffhanger. I, I was know, like, why right. didn't they make it That sooner? is right. the best like lead ins to an obvious sequel Absolutely. that they yes. set up. Absolutely. So I just think like I don't know. The Incredibles is just, it's chock full of amazing characters. Just everywhere you turn, you ha- it's this world that they have built where they clearly spent time where I'm like, every time I think about it and I go through from obviously the main, like the Incredibles, those are great. But then like kind of some of the auxiliary characters like Frozone and people like that are like, this is just the whole thing. I am, I am interested in all of these characters. I find them all compelling. I find them all entertaining that movie you're laughing you're on the edge of your seat at times there's emotional parts like it is it's just great yeah i agree and mrs incredible has another that was the sexual awakening for me at 12 years old that was that is the the, that's when i became an ass man there there you go thank you mrs incredible (laughs) i i don't apologize for anyone this was awakening for every person yeah stretch that thing out yeah and i think Just, I that sounded worse. Than, <laughs> like, I don't know. She's the, elastic. I mean that that scene of like her moving between all like little doors yes. and stuff. Yes. And then while the kids are like escaping the rocket, and then there you're the. This movie's great. Yeah, I agree. I want to watch it again. Like, I do want to watch it like, again. Edna so. Mode, bad bitch number one. Yes. yes. Untouchable, and she's so. And this short. movie has a ton of quotes like, yes. no capes." Uh, yeah. You are a last girl. Put yourself together. <laughs> the so whole Frozone scene with his wife, honey. Yes. That's what at my, at my previous school where I taught, there was a kid who uh, kind of looked like Frozone. <laughs> and every time he would walk into the this is definitely bullying, but every time he would walk into a room, the other kids would go, honey, where's my super suit? <laughs> it's just amazing. And as a teacher, you're like, I probably shouldn't laugh at them bullying this kid, but also like, does look like Rose. <laughs> I mean, is you know, so maybe. Sorry, to, right. sorry to that kid. Sorry to that kid. His name was Justin. Pour <laughs> one out for Justin. I, I don't think he's dead. Oh, <laughs> good. Shout out Justin. You keep living. Rose lives on. <laughs> yes, love Incredibles. I'll have more to say. God damn it! There's there's not that many left. I think <laughs> we've already gone through her list. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll go on to my number three. So. My number three is one that I know people are kind of one way or another on it, but I land on the positive side of this, and that is Inside Out. Mm. I really do like Inside Out. I feel like this is, I don't know, I found this kind of be pretty clever for what it was, and Inside Out became this whole thing kind of in regards to also mental health and the idea of like emotions and playing. And now you have I, like emotions like anger, envy, and fear, who are, when in general, those are negative traits and negative characteristics but they show like your emotions are very valid all of these kinds of random emotions that do different things are completely responsible amy poehler hilarious love yes. amy poehler uh phyllis smith who plays sadness love her as an actress as well both of them together being like our main leads phenomenal had to use it somewhere ice hockey representation the fact that you think that's the first <laughs> time you've said phenomenal in this episode is yeah, hilarious to i know me. Like number three four. it's saved it no, you said it. No, this really? is not the first time you said it. <laughs> I was trying so hard. Uh, uh, well, not hard enough. Nonetheless, there's a lot of positives going for this movie. I think it does a great job going through these arcs and this idea of like joy gives up. Like that's kind of 
upsetting to yeah. see. You have probably one of the saddest deaths in the entirety of the world with Bing Bong. And Bing Bong. His whole thing was he gave his life up in the idea of his memory. Yeah. Like, that thing doesn't exist anymore. That's sad. That's kind of really dark. Yeah. But, and like, he does it for the sake of the girl that, I think Riley's her name. Yes. yes. And... I don't know. That part is like heart wrenching. We'll cry at that part. 100% guarantee every single time. But I think they do a wonderful job with the entirety of the movie. They do a great job fleshing out the characters. And we always are talking about the Disney and the Pixar moms, how hot they are. Hottest dad ever. Oh, for uh, sure. Hottest yeah. dad ever. There's yeah. so much NSFW uh, art online. Oh, I bet. Of oh. that dad. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's not what I need. Uh, as I, Speak I'm gonna, for yourself. I know. Well, when you leave, I'm going to Google it. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some. <laughs> Thanks. Perfect. Appreciate uh, it. But Inside Out, great, great movie. I've got yes. thoughts on this later. I do like Inside Out a lot. I feel like the thing that kept it out of my top five, because I definitely thought about it, was as a counselor, it's no long... Like, I when I watch it, it's not, like, for me anymore. It's like, oh, like, because they use it to teach, like, elementary school lessons. Right, right. Um, so it and has, high school. We do yeah, it with our freshmen. Yeah, freshman yeah. seminar, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. So it kind of takes away the, like, um, I guess, relaxing entertainment value, quality right. yeah. because it's like, oh, this is, like, a little too work-related mm, for me. Yeah. Fair. So, but I really enjoy it. And obviously, you know, we they wouldn't use it as a teaching tool if it wasn't good enough to be a teaching tool. So the fact that they have made a movie that can be so relevant and help kids understand these emotions is amazing. And even without the deep aspect and looking at mental health and stuff like that, it's just an entertaining, good, good movie overall. It's yeah. a great story. And it really, I don't know, I feel like if, I, if this movie came out when I was the age that we were showing it to the kids, I feel like... I don't know. I would have a much better understanding of emotion and I'd be a, a sane person today. Mm. Maybe. Well. I'm not going to guarantee that. <laughs> There's many other factors that did more damage. I will but. say, but I mean, I'll share more thoughts on it later, but I think the timing of it is cool. So the casting of the emotions that I think that you talked about this, they did a good job, but the timing of it of like Amy Poehler does kind of steal the show and mm. Parks and Rec had just ended. Yeah. Uh, so it was literally like, I think it came out like five or six months after Parks and Rec ended. So people were like, you know, oh no, like people who were fans of that show, you kind of had this like, where is she going to be next? Obviously she's a big star. She'll be yeah. somewhere. But then this movie came out and it was like, oh, okay. And, and, and it's very, I think the reason those tie in so well is because like Joy is very similar to Leslie Nope and Parks yeah. and Rec. Right. in that like. Unbridled joy. And they gave they did a really good job by putting one of the best characters from Parks and Rec alongside one of the best characters from The Office. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. Phyllis Vance in The Office, as much as I shit on The Office, Phyllis had always been my favorite character. Mm -hmm. And I think having these two meet here complement each other so Mm -hmm. well for a great story nonetheless. I think I think casting is probably the strongest thing about this movie. It was a great combination of storytelling and marketing because, Absolutely. like, obviously having from two large like TV sitcoms helps your business, mm-hmm. but also they were perfect for the roles. Yeah. So. And isn't Mindy Kaling envy? Yeah, so, she is. Like, I forgot another about that. one from The Office. Yeah. So Absolutely. right there, big hitters. Yeah. yeah. And Lewis mm-hmm. Black is. Uh, Anger. anger or rage or whatever they call it. I think it's anger. anger. Mm-hmm. He does a really good job with that. Shout out too. to whoever does fear. You also did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is that? I think it's I think it's um, Buster from Arrested Development. Oh my god, I love him too. I could Damn. be I could be totally lying, but 
Yeah, um, well, while you guys look it up, yeah, I yeah, also yeah. just now that we're talking about like them in depth is when they move to the mom and the dad and seeing who's like in charge in their brain and like how they all they're all like the exact same looking, but like the dad has the mustache on all of his emotions. Like that just cracks me <laughs> up. The mom and the dad's too. Yeah. Fear was played by Bill Hader. It's Bill Hader. I know. I just um, saw it too. I, I so I had that wrong, but maybe. Hey, nonetheless, two. Honestly, the guy who plays Buster would have been really. Good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But Bill Hader did a great job too. Yeah, I agree. So, props. That's a good one. Okay, Thanks. number three for me. I had to move it up just to spite you, Michael. Um, a Bug's Life. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. The Bug's Life was the movie of my childhood. Like for some people, I think a lot of people, it's like The Lion King. For me, yeah. it was a Bug's Life. My mom made me a cake. I can find the picture for my fourth birthday because my mom would make our cakes, and it is Dot, the little the, the little princess, baby, the princess ant. On my birthday cake at four years old. I've probably seen this movie a million times. I kind of forgot. I don't even know that's hyperbole. I believe you have actually seen this movie <laughs> Honestly, because kids, you just watch the same movie over and over and over again. So Correct. probably. Um, the short, in, because all Pixar movies have a short in front of it, is like this old guy playing chess in the park. And like when I was watching it on Disney Plus and it didn't start with that, I was confused. <laughs> I was like, Wait, this that's is not part of the movie? A great short too. I like yeah. that short. Yeah. So... Um, even I rewatched it yesterday just to make sure that it wasn't just, you know, four-year-old Olivia who was putting it in the top. Um, but completely held up to all of what I thought Hopper was an amazing (laughs) villain. Um, I think he's probably one of the best of the Pixar villains. Um, doesn't he get eaten by a bird? He does get eaten by a bird. That's comeuppets. Right. Um, and like his whole big thing about like why they have to go back to the island is so that the little people don't rise up against the man. It's just like, <laughs> like going back to my about like these big topics, it's like fighting the man. And it, I just love it. Sorry. You feel differently. I know. I just like, I'm a pretty little butterfly. I think <laughs> when you watch those two movies, like if you want them to tackle big themes, Ants does such a better job of that. I've never seen ants in Boy Right. Back, so, so like this is the thing is I think you can't I don't know. I I will I'll, sh- I'll I'll save some bugs. Ants are lame. Bugs are cool. Okay, yeah. We sure. have a lot of different bug um representation. In yeah. This movie. Yeah. So does ants. Mm, I think um, it's, well, just it's called ants. ants With so. a z. That's not even spelled right. Okay. A well, bug's life is spelled correctly. Sure. With is, appropriate punctuation. It is an interesting... I mean, these movies literally came out within six weeks of each other. Um, mm-hmm. And so there was a whole, like... Was DreamWorks the one that did Yeah, dr- Yeah. And it's just the the, the buildup of that, like... I don't remember it. I was six. But I did a little bit of reading on it. Because it it's just an interesting story of, like two bug animated movies that happened to be coming out. Like, it wasn't, like... That's the thing. It's, like, because of the timing, it's not, like, DreamWorks saw Pixar's movie and was like, oh, we could do that better, or the other right. way around. They truly were in development at the same time. Um, I'm wondering if there's, like, a story behind, like, maybe someone started off at one side. So, I don't think left. there's any... I mean, it could be, but not not in what I read. It was more of just this, this style of computer-generated animation was fairly new at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um, like bugs were for whatever reason, like I'm sure you can get the technology of it, but like it was like the next after. So Toy Story in 1995 was like the first kind of venture into that in this context. Toy Story is older than me. Yes. And, (laughs) um, and then I think like 
bugs. And if you watch Toy Story, the people in Toy Story don't look great. They're horrifying. No. So like <laughs> Andy's they were, horrifying like, thing. To so exist. they were still trying to figure out that stuff. I think, but like things that were non-human but had like hard exteriors, like a butt, like that. That was something that was kind of like okay, we can start to get into like human movement and things like that. Um, and so they were testing that out and just like kind of both got word that the other studio was going to be releasing and they were like kind of racing to get them out. And that's why they're also pretty different in some ways, because I think then ants was like, okay, or DreamWorks was like, well, we can make ours a little bit more heavy and like, not necessarily as like lighthearted and for kids. I mean, it definitely is still, a family I'm, movie, but I'm gonna have to watch it again because I honestly really don't remember it as much as I it's remember. It's a great exploration life. of economic systems and exploitation of workers, yeah. and like no, it's I, I literally used to show it when I taught an economics class. I used to show it as like a lesson, and there was I mean I, you can't do that with a bug's life. What are you gonna teach about with a bug's life? But I'm a producer awesome. to fly, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, no, but I, I have more thoughts on it. But I'll, great. All right, so number two uh, for me is a movie that has been mentioned, and that is Inside Out. Oh, yay. Mm. So I will echo, and we, we talked about it a, a lot, but... Um, Hottest dad. Yeah, that was the number <laughs> one thing for me. I will say that the thing that I um, think about with this movie a lot um, is kind of what you were saying towards the end of your explanation, I think, which is I, I kind of wish that I had had this movie as a kid. As someone who, like... Definitely grew up in it. I mean, my home life as a kid was great, but, um, but. <laughs> um, you know, I definitely for my entire life have been someone who, who like I don't handle emotions well, and I I am very much a bottle up my emotions and, and like don't know how to process them all the time. I think if I had seen this movie as a kid, it would like during that period of development, it would have made a lot more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Seeing it as an adult, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense, but like. <laughs> damage is done uh and and no fault of my parents at all but But. god damn it his mom listens to this she does i know that's why it's funny they did a phenomenal job of raising did they phenomenal you're welcome uh no i'm not gonna comment how my parents raised me (laughs) you want me to leave that in or look at the damage they've done to me (laughs) i've met your parents they're great uh I agree. I agree. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just being so silly. Yeah. Yeah. No. But um, no, I, I think honestly, I don't want to get too like heavy about it, but I think a lot of it ha- does have to do with the plight of uh, being a man. Yeah. <laughs> no, Cis, straight, white man. I say that so, like so mostly jokingly, but you know, there is a social thing of like how we handle our emotions that, um, you know, you grow up and, and I think like, I grew up around sports and things like that. And you just don't really talk about these things a lot. And this movie definitely does a good job of like, again, putting it in like a digestible package in a way that, that makes it make sense. And, you know, I I think who among us has not felt, God, are you serious? (laughs) Among us. You're like a 12 year old. 14. You knew this. Though. Yeah, that's fair. I don't, I don't know why it still surprises this me. This being what, episode 18 or something? 17? We, I think we, it's like 20 by the time this comes out. Damn. And it took you that long to realize Also, like, you act like this podcast is our only interaction. Is it not? Okay, fair. 
Fair as fuck. Uh, the <laughs> no, but I think like we, you know, I most people have felt like you have these like different emotions inside of you that are like competing for, you know, dominating your feeling at that time. And so I think this movie does a really good job of giving those emotions personality. I think that's a thing that probably most of us can identify with that feel like, you know, certain parts parts of our emotional self have different personalities kind of um maybe it's not worse than uh but like i i think there is this kind of thing of of understanding how we process fear and joy and anger and sadness and envy anymore i want to make sure i hit all of those yeah well those are the ones that are in the movie yes there are more emotions than that hunger um <laughs> uh, the other h word Oh. <laughs> um, kids movie guys, kids movies. Well, yeah, these movies are for everybody. Are you? Yeah, Bing Bong was definitely age where dude mm. back. <laughs> <laughs> but I still, I still can't get over that death. I, I know. So we're doing an episode of movie deaths that we have not yet recorded, and I, I didn't put it in my list. But I, I thought about it. I was like, Bing Bong's death. I will. I will. Be talking about it in an episode. Okay, there you go. Okay, sorry about that. Didn't mean to spoil that. Um, hey, that, that. That is fine. I'm gonna make it. We foreshadowed it twice already. That's true. Yeah. It, That's you true. know, it it shouldn't be. And for avid listeners, you should a little Easter egg. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they'll know it's coming. Hot. Uh, so yeah, I just think Inside Out does a really good job of exploring uh, human nature when it comes to emotions and emotional health, and I think it's cool that we can use this to teach kids. Um, I know that the day when the day comes that Claire and I have children, like I, I will definitely show my kids this movie at a pretty early age and kind of use this as a way to to, to explore that with them. And because I, I just think it is a, a great way to kind of make it make sense. Yeah, and as their Godfather, I'll show it to them as well. I've never seen the Godfather. Nor have I. I'm just kidding. I've seen the first one. Oh, I haven't. Oh. So you're. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we inside out. We've talked a lot about it. So, um, anything else you want to add? No, I think that it's a really great movie. I did think about watching it today, and I chose to watch another one who I was considering of putting in my top five instead. But I definitely, if we're gonna like kind of rank the twenty six, it would definitely be in the top half for sure. Mm. Also, has some scary, the like big clown. When they're a big clown, maybe I block that part out because clowns are indeed horrifying. There's something really scary in this. I mean, like fear is a part of it. So, like, there, but there's definitely a part of this movie that I remember being like, "Ooh, I don't want to think about this part." But hmm. I do. I did. I definitely need to go back and watch it because, like I said, I didn't really watch any of these in preparation for this. But this would be one that I would want to see again. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I can't remember. When did that. this come out again? I want to say like 20, 2015. 2015. Okay. Got it. Okay. All right. So, all right, hit it. All right. So this one coming in at number two for me was probably one of my favorite movies growing up ever. And this is Toy Story 2, specifically the second Toy Story. When we eventually get to movie sequels. Girl boss in this one. The girl boss. Major girl boss alert. The main character is Jesse. Fuck a Woody. Fuck a Buzz. No, this is Jesse. Yeah, fuck a Woody real good. And this is Jesse's movie for sure. This is when we get the introduction of Bullseye. Mm-hmm. Who I would say well. is second in main character. Correct. Yes. And then Stinky Pete, 
big shocking surprise villain for me. I don't know. I was younger. So that's fair. And this is also when you have that iconic scene of Woody being redone after the stitch. Yes. Correct. Mm. That is cinematically a fin- my favorite part of that entire. <laughs> I said the word again. Uh, <laughs> I think one of the best parts of that entire movie. Yes. And then yeah. you have the airport luggage scene, which is definitely not how airport luggage racks go. But I fully believe that for a long time. And it was so, so, so cool. I think in general, all four of the, sto- the Toy Story movies are great. Mm-hmm. I do like all four of them. But this one puts the others to shame mm. easily. And I think it took a while as well. Not like too too long between one and two but between two and three it was mm. several so years. what happens and i'm they have to have done this intentionally but basically if you were and like my cousin is so i think early 30s would be this age range if you were the same age as andy during the first movie you were also the same age as andy during the second the third and the fourth movies right. so cool. like the third movie some going off to college and yeah so like there's a bigger gap to like address mm-hmm. like Moving on. So, right. like, they were, I, they had to have been intentional with that. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, I think that is an amazing thing that they did. And that's why I yeah. think they had and to wait so long. The humor from these movies is also just, like, right up it's my good, alley. It's good stuff. It's great stuff. And, like, in the third one, like, I think the reason why I think the second one, in my mind, is the best compared to all four of these. Like, the third one gets a lot scary a lot quick. Lots of the bear is a terror on yeah. this earth. That dumpster scene, disturbing. And uh, Sid, in the first one, oh. an actual terrorist. Yeah. Right. And the toy that's the baby on the, yeah, on, on yeah, the spider on the legs. legs. I, I literally, it shows up in my dreams to this day. I believe that. Yeah. And then the fourth one, the dummies were, I don't know if you've seen the fourth Toy Story movie. Mm-hmm. Like yes. The dummies that are like the henchmen of the it's one evil doll. It's my one, for sure. It so. is, I agree, but I think they still did a really good job of it. Yeah, they gave just, the villain her redemption art, kind of, yeah. I think. I felt, I felt really shitty for that. The little fucking doll. Right. Uh, But I think they gave everything such a good wrap-up that I don't feel like if they ever came out with a Toy Story 5, I would be pissed. I think they wrapped everything up. And that's how I felt about 4. Because 3, the way it ends, is like, okay, we're done. Yeah. Right? It just kind of was... I I thought it was kind of perfect. And 4 was fine, but it just felt like a cash grab to me. And it very much is definitely the lowest of the 3. But or the 4, rather. But what's interesting about that to me is that 2 was originally a cash grab. Because and it so, paid off, baby. No, for sure. And the way that it happened, I, I was reading about this a little bit. This was supposed to be a direct-to-DVD release. This was oh. never supposed to hit theaters. Wow, okay. And um, they kind of did some focus group testing, and some of the people who just, in the studio, were like... No, like, we think we can release this in theaters and make a lot more money. And so the, this kind of was this idea of, like, look, if we're going to go through the trouble of making a Toy Story 2, we might as well give it a theatrical release and really try to, to profit off of it. So, again, cash grab. But it turned out to be a really great movie. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just, like, I think through this and just... Um, you've kind of like the Emperor Zerg stuff is cool. Yeah. Um, we the have elevator scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. That was re- that, that's also kid Star Wars. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Yes. And then the, the emotional montage that was Jesse and yes. Emily. Yes. If you're named Emily, fuck you. Honestly. <laughs> you did that damage. This is all your fault. Thanks for Emily's, I know. Oh, we work with one that I, that is, I like yes. her, but. But fuck cool. you anyway. Oh. 
Um, <laughs> and also just like, you know, your first exposure to an incel with the Cheeto dusted Correct. fingers of the, the, I, that's when I think about that in that scene, I think of him there with the Cheeto dust on him and like, oh. I know it's so he great. You can, sm- you can smell him, uh, <laughs> through the screen. No, this was great. I remember as a child, there was a Toy Story 2, like, video game that I had. Mm, um, I think I remember seeing the ads. Yeah, so this one definitely sticks in my head because of that, too. Uh, yeah, this is a good one. It's not on my list, but yeah. I'd say pretty close. Yeah. I, I would agree that it's it's up there, for sure. And I, I'll kind of backtrack to Toy Story 1 as well. With the Pizza Planet truck being the one Easter egg that you see in every single pizza, uh, um, Pixar movie. Pixar movie, yes. yeah. They so. find a way to throw that in. Yeah. I will say, out of the, the main three, the first three Toy Story movies, the second one is definitely the one I've seen the least. And I probably wow. should have rewatched Interesting. it. Interesting. Um, I think I'll talk about this in a little bit. But, like, Toy Story was not really like the movies because as we talked about there was no real female lead like Bo Peep was like mm. in it but she was like aside yeah. um in the first one so like as a girl with only sisters like we typically went for more like totally princess and all that stuff um but now like hearing you guys talk about it getting some recollection recollections back definitely the scene when he's like painting i love mm-hmm. that scene yeah, um i know that there was a tv show based off of the second movie because it was about zerg and buzz lightyear yeah. i can't remember exactly what it, it was, was called, i think it was that show buzz was great the yeah it was i definitely show. watched the show which would never have happened based off um the movie so i would definitely not rank it my highest toy story i think i put three at the top for me but i think they're all great movies yeah and i also think it was about this as well that like this movie was meant to be kind of a more more of an exploration of buzz like they they obviously dive into woody with jesse and all that stuff but um they were there's kind of some stuff of like obviously buzz was a big part of the first one as well but people wanted more Mm -hmm. and and that's why it then also evolved into a tv show right around what do you think it's a tv show no or jesse well, I, I think me growing up, where you watch Bugs Life every 20 minutes, mm-hmm. we watched Toy Story 2 every 20 minutes, because ah. I had a Woody, Peyton had a Jesse, uh, I also had a Woody doll, Peyton had a Jesse <laughs> doll, and I think my brother had a Buzz Lightyear. So, mm-hmm. like, that that was, like, our thing, and then someone had, like, Bullseye was there, too, and... <sighs> Bullseye's oh. great. Bullseye's great. He's the equivalent... He gives me the big Great Dane vibes, because the Great Danes and the horses yes. are the exact same size. So he's uh, one of the only main characters in Toy Story that doesn't talk, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, that and like the sheep. Did mm-hmm. the sheep talk in the, f- no. the fourth one? No. Um, and like the etch sketch doesn't talk. Right. But doesn't have a mouth. He's not like as big of a. The RC like car the just goes. Yeah. yeah, like that. That was good. I'm. I'm you were nailing the impressions today. <laughs> wow. Now impersonate the sheep. Right. <laughs> yeah, but they have three heads. Oh, that was mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Olivia. Okay. What's your number two? My number two is one we have talked about before, <laughs> The Incredibles. Wow, incredible. Yes. Um, love The Incredibles. Um, talking about like representation and like wanting to watch something that like you relate to. There's three kids. I'm com- from a family of three kids and I'm the oldest. So Violet. So like she was my girl and she's awesome. Um, I did really enjoy the second one. I thought about it was kind of in consideration to also be in the list, but the first one knocks out of the park. 
Um, I just love how the second one does explore more of Jack Jack. Cause like at the end, he's like doing all that stuff with Carrie, the babysitter. And she's like losing her mind. That scene is so the funny. The short of yeah. what happens. Yes. I think maybe Pixar's best short. Oh, right. wow. The fact that they were like, yes, we need to explain this. Like love that. And then he actually like gets to like really explore his powers in the second one. So that's really cool. But now every single character, like you talked about, like, the like boss, um, like Bob Parr's boss, like you hate him like mm-hmm. immediately, but everyone else, like you just feel so strong about every single character, even the ones that like are in there for a couple minutes. The guy who voices the boss is the wizardy guy from The Princess Bride, the movie I kind of watched. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of watched, kind of watched. Yeah. I don't remember much of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Right, we know. <laughs> I know everyone else. <laughs> but yeah, love it. It's yeah. I obviously had great things to say about yeah, it. Yeah, no. So. There's nothing wrong with The Incredibles. That's true. <laughs> All right. Number one. Um, I feel like I might get accused of this being kind of a chalky pick, but... A Pikachu pick? Maybe. Um, but this movie, it legitimately was a huge, huge part of my childhood, and it is the original Toy Story. Mm. Um, so this is kind of interesting because I was thinking about this, and I was like... Is putting this here like too, too easy, um, and I, and I think like a lot of times and we've talked about this before. I make my list thinking like, okay, not just my favorite, but objectively, where does this rank? And I and I like to think about big picture impact a lot, but I really think just it's a combination here. Like this was the first one, so there's the the cultural impact of that, and you know Pixar kind of figuring out what they're doing with all of this. And, and there's definitely some hiccups in the movie and some things that are kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, but also like, I think it is my favorite and, and, and just, it's the one I've seen more than any of these other ones for sure. Um, you know, I was only three years old when it came out, but we definitely had it on VHS. Uh, and I remember, so we had one of those small combination TVs yes. with the VH with the VCR in it. And we would put it in my mom's minivan uh, right there in the middle. We took road trips to see my grandparents, which was only like a two-hour drive. But, you know, when you have three kids, my parents were like, we need to keep them entertained. <laughs> Toy Story was in there a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I've, I've seen this movie so many times. And I'm not a big movie rewatcher because I, I hate that feeling of like you start a movie and then for me, there's always a moment where in my head, the entire plot just goes to it. I'm like, oh, I know everything that's going to happen. Like, what's the point of sitting here for two hours and watching this? Toy Story, I will still do it every now and then. I'm like, <laughs> I, it's worth it to me because it, it's like, I mean, you mentioned Hero's Journey earlier, I think with Coco. Yeah. But like, obviously the Pix, like, that is the Pixar recipe is how many, how many different ways can we repackage the Hero's Journey? And I think here, like, they mean they, they have some elements of that while also capturing. And as a kid, you're not necessarily thinking about that this, but like the the dynamics of like the simplicity of childhood, but also like these toys represent something in terms of that like kind of letting go of your childhood. And if that childhood could pursue you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a really fascinating thing to think about as an adult. Is like, and we see that flush out even more in the sequels, right? Of like this idea of we think about that relationship between 
people getting older and their childhood in in one direction usually of great what, band <laughs> okay uh of usually like we think about it as like a sense of nostalgia within us of we try to chase that childhood feeling but the fact that this this toy story has this where Andy's childhood is literally chasing him. That scene of the moving truck and they're on the RC car. Like, that is such a unique way to approach that and that feeling of nostalgia that we all have at times of things about our childhood that we wish we could get back. And here's that, those elements trying to get him back. And I think it's just kind of cool to see that. And I mean, there's just so many iconic, like, scenes in this. I think about the the claw and the aliens. that one too um am i calling (laughs) so i don't know this is one that just i I think the sequels are great like i said the fourth one is so so for me but it's still a really good movie but you can't make those movies without this one no so that's why it was hard for me because i I thought about toy story 2 i was like i really like that one but for me personally i'm not shitting on your list for me personally no right (laughs) I was like, how could I put that in there without this being like this to me sets it all off and not just for those Toy Story sequels, but for every other Pixar movie that comes they, after this. They hit the ground running with this. Like, yeah. This unbelievable. Is, this is not a pick. This is not a, a Pikachu pick in my mind. Right. This is great. P- Toy Story. There's a reason Toy Story has so much success consistently. Like it is a well drawn and what a, like I don't know movies earlier than this very well, but Toys coming to life, like that's like a childhood thing. Like kids think mm-hmm. of that naturally. Like what, like you're always playing with them as if they were sentient things. Mm-hmm. So give them sentience and make a movie about it. it it's a recipe for success. Mm-hmm. And I think the the one scene that I find the most entertaining, going back to horror films, the the toys resurrecting in the backyard <laughs> to almost execute a kid. Yeah, that's camp. Yeah. <laughs> God. I think it is so funny uh, and just entertain. This movie is extremely well done, and you're right. It, you do not have a Pixar movie formula without this. Like they you s- don't get Bugs Life without this. If this you don't, had, you don't. If this hadn't had the success it had, they would not right. have made that movie. Yeah, and they would not have made any of these other ones. Right, yeah. and, and I think it's just it's it's masterful storytelling. I, I, when I think back to, to animated movies I watched as a kid, whether it's Pixar or just the Disney animated stuff. Like, I love Lion King. Do I really want to go back and rewatch Lion King super frequently? Not really. But Toy Story, like, I... If it's on TV, I'll watch at least part of it. You know, like, the, it's something that I think... It just it just holds up super well. Yeah. And as you get older, like I said, it, there's a... You can just watch it from a different perspective. And I think I think that's where this hit in, in 1995 when it came out was... It was a movie that parents could take their kids to... And they're both enjoying it for totally different reasons. Right. And I get it now. Like, now that I'm 29 years old, I look at, like, my parents watching this and probably the way they viewed it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a totally different thing. The fishing rod Mm -hmm. on legs is a hooker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I saw. That's what you saw when you first saw this movie? No, I was crying. It was really scary. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that I I had never thought about the fact that this movie came out before you did. Yeah, it did. (laughs) Yeah, variety of ways. Me and Toy Story are the same age. To the day? Toy Story's a Libra? Yes. Or no, I actually don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I just got really excited about the possibility. I I know it came out in 95. Yeah, I feel like it had to be a summer movie. Um, Probably. Like a big summer blockbuster. Let's see. It was released, oh no, November 22nd, 1995. It says Scorpio. Mm. Mm. 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> I think I have a really So I am two months older than Toy Story. Than Toy Story. Got it. Yes. Um, I definitely, I was pretty sure you were going to have this one somewhere in your top five, Michael, and thought it would yeah. be at the top. Um, I kind of talked about it. I didn't really watch it too much, but I a hundred percent understand its importance. I think it is a good movie for me. And this is the reason why I didn't put any of them in my top is I find even in all four movies, Woody is one of my least favorite characters mm, he's kind of, of all time. He is an asshole. He doesn't learn. He does. He makes the same arguments, the same mistakes in every movie, mm-hmm. and they all still follow him. I just like Buzz. I'd rather see Buzz as like the main yeah, lead. Why is Woody the hero? So because, like, but here's my thing with this, and and this is why I like it as an adult is Woody. So Woody is nostalgia, and nostalgia is stubborn. Mm. Right. That that feet. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. But seriously, he is that that piece of your your childhood that can't be let go of. So they so he as a character can't let go of anything. Can't right. and I think that's if you view it through that, like he is frustrating. Yes. But this at its core is a story that has to be frustrating because it's a losing battle. Like the whole mm. time, this whole thing is set up as you're pursuing something that you can never have. You can never be a child. This competition right. is Tim Allen. Right. So, but, but but that's what's interesting about this is like it's fucking Tom Hanks, right? Who's one of the most likable people ever. Yes. But this is this is why I think he's. I mean, I will put this up there too. Is like, what a great example of terrific voice acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like it really is. You get sucked into this world, and, and and to me, when I'm watching this, I'm not thinking about this is a cartoon. These are animated. These are real characters that right. represent something very real, and that's where I think it's powerful. Where I'm just like, yes, Woody is frustrating, but so is the feeling of like wanting to be a kid again. And you can't, right? That mm-hmm. idea of like I have adult responsibilities, and like these toys represent childhood. So I think that's where the, the stubbornness comes from. Uh, but you're right. There's times where I'm watching those movies and I'm like, God damn it, Woody! Like, um, Again, but, character. But he is so no. Uh, <laughs> but he is so like singularly focused. Yes. On that connection with the and kid with he was Andy. So mean to Buzz. Yeah. Because For what? Everything but Andy was an obstacle. Yes. So it's all about that connection. Everything else is just. In the way, which again is extremely metaphorical, but like it, that's where it just it holds up to me. Where I'm like, man, there's there's layers to this shit, like an mm-hmm. onion or a parfait or a Shrek, Shrek, Shrek reference. Yeah, yeah there it is. Uh, I before we move on to mine, I do want to make a correction. Uh, Toy Story is a cusper, uh, it's a Sagittarius. Dude, fuck <laughs> you. None of it's real. <laughs> I do it to piss you off. I know. It gets such a good reaction every time. High five. Yay. Make Michael mad. Check. All right. What's its moon sign? I don't know what it is. Is that a thing? It is a thing. It's a thing. I don't don't know what it means. Aries. (laughs) That's one of them. Good job. Anyway, you're a cancer. No, you're a cancer. No, right, but... We're Libras. Your personality is cancerous. I know. It's okay. It spreads. Can't get rid of it. No, you can't. Even if you try. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> my number one. It's already received bronze. It's received silver. It's getting gold. This is The Incredibles. Ooh. This is, 
I think one of my favorite movies ever. This movie has so the most quotable. It, it, you can quote at any point at anything in the movie. If no, one, if everyone special, no one is dark. Mm-hmm. Where is my super suit? That whole scene, life changing. I think it defined me as a person. Not gonna lie. <laughs> you have the whole nice. You have this whole thing where. You're like, oh my gosh, is the dad cheating on the mom? We know he's not, but like her doubts, they get on the plane. The plane gets blown out of the sky. They fall out. You have Violet trying to do the whole thing with her. She's like developing her powers. You have that relation with her. The little running fast kid is annoying as hell. Dash. Dash. The running fast kid. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I wasn't wrong. The scene where they're getting chased through the jungle. All the people getting executed by robots and some of the robots. That scene where he's in the, like, I guess at the computer and like he's typing through and he sees all his friends are dead Dead. and like he has been labeled as executed and then i think he sees his wife labeled as executed Mm. at some point or someone he was just talking to labeled as dead and he like has this moment of like sorrow and then something happens where he trips something in there something happens outside and all those like inflatable blobs and you see mirage walk out there and she's just a bad bitch in general you have mirage and mrs incredible girl bosses for days overwhelming and then you have the most girl boss of girl bosses the babysitter (laughs) yes she carried that film on her back (laughs) and then the very very last not not the very very last scene of like the race but the scene before that where syndrome's cape gets stuck in the the plane and explodes and then Violet does a force field and then you have the little kid on the track he's like that was wicked (laughs) this movie is perfect there's nothing wrong with this movie at all I think this movie is textbook worthy hall of fame Smithsonian best Pixar movie this was not a hard choice at all the fact that you put it at third and you put it at second I was like so glad everyone thought so positively but not as positive as I see it. That's fair. It was at two for me initially. Uh-huh. And I shifted it around. Um, I, I honestly do kind of wish, looking back at it now, I'm like, because it took so long to release a sequel, I almost wish they had just left it alone. I, I agree. like the fact, and I talked about some of that before, but you, I think, brought it up about the gender roles. Yeah. Um, the second one is like Helen's a, getting he, all the he glory. He has to play like Mr. Mom at home. Right. Yeah. And so allowing her to shine in like something that she like was doing side by side with him and he's sure. not able to do it side by side is like, I thought that was really cool that that was like the main arc is like she gets her moment and how does he deal with it? Because again, self-centered Pixar character. She's yeah. not as bad as some of the others for me because the family dynamic, I think really helps bring him like back down to earth. But I thought it was like a really intelligent way to uh, like do it again if you were going to mm. do it again. Also, let's talk about a great opening to the film. Like they're talking about the news things, and then you have the what's oh god, Babam was that his name? Uh, or, uh, like, something like French. that. Yeah. It's yeah. a French guy. Babams or Mario? <laughs> something like that. Lump, and yeah. then them going into the burning building, into the jewelry store, and then the Frozone freezing yes. the cop. What movie did they take that from? Like there's the scene where he's doing like the the water to make ice. Oh, I have it's no from idea. another movie, Mr. Freeze, Batman. But with um Samuel bon Jackson, Voyage. I think. Bon oh, Voyage. That's yes. even better. Um, I don't know what 
I've seen it like side by side on like the internet. It's like a side by side comparison scene. I'm pretty sure it's Samuel L. Jackson and like the live one, but it it, like it's a reference. I have no idea. Okay, that's pretty cool. But then also, fantastic villain. I mean, Syndrome being thrown away by the people he idolized the most, and he didn't have any power, so he felt left out, so he became a super villain. Yeah. I found that extremely compelling, because I do find myself as a terror on the society. Hmm. So I well, related very much to him. Me too. Good. Find you as a... I knew that's what you're yeah. trying to okay. but... I I I could talk for an hour about this movie and how good it is. I could probably yeah, just act out the plot. It's great. At this break, we could so. do an incredible deep dive if there's... Yes. Demand. <laughs> there's, there's demand for it. Let us know at top five MNC if you want an hour long of me talking about the Incredibles. Of just Clay. <laughs> Solo episode ranting about the Incredibles. Yes, right. so Clay, you did say this earlier. We have talked about my number one, and it is Wally. Such um, a good movie. I put Wally up so, so high because I think it is not only the best Pixar movie, but you could, like, pulling it out of animated movie context rivals some of the best movies of all time. Mm. Um, I think every character is compelling. They're all robots. And like, you like they are more human. A little spoiler alert, watch cars. Those are the ones I hadn't seen, which are also not like they're vehicles. Yeah. (laughs) And they do not seem as like people like as fucking Wally. He doesn't even talk. And he's like (laughs) more like a person, like even all of the little, like the little one that cleans, uh-huh. he has his own personality. He's in there for like five minutes. I just <laughs> can't like say more good things about Wally. I, everything we talk about in the social importance and all of that. Um, and then just Wally and Eva. I so think it's cute. so sweet. And like her locking down and him like caring for her afterwards. The scene when they're on the plane or on the on the ship and all the babies fall out. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then even the scene like in space where he's with the the fire extinguisher. <laughs> Anything that little robot does is just so yes. fun. Like I, want I want one. I want Wally in my yes. house. We have Roombas, but not, not the same. Not even not the same. close. Him doing the little dance from the movie. He's so <laughs> everything. I I I, agree. I want to rewatch this one. I feel like putting so Wally well. at number four for us was like we robbed Wally. So I'm glad that yeah. you put him at number one. I, yeah, he was he was much higher original. I I mean I had a lot of iterations on my list, and I I had him higher. Him, the movie, the film, uh, higher at one point. Um, I think at one point it might have even been at two, um, but it got moved down. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a great movie. There's, no. I don't. See I'd rather watch this with than Citizen Kane. I also haven't seen that. No, I have, but it's boring. What's that movie that everyone likes, where it's like a bunch of gangs in New York, and like gangs of New York? Oh shit, real? <laughs> that was not even me trying to be, make a joke. That's just Jesus me being. That's just me being fucking stupid. <laughs> is it really? That is a movie, Gangs of New York, and it's just like a bunch of the. It's like eighteen eighty with like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <gasps> wow, Jesus! I'd rather watch that than that movie. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> I'm sorry to uh, Alex and Bridget who are media studies majors. Wow. What's that movie with the gang? That's so good. That's like if you're describing, you're like, hey, what's that Marvel movie with the man who's got like iron on his suit? Like, <laughs> you got Winter it. Soldier. Oh, so close. <laughs> Damn it. Spider-Man. Uh, uh, <laughs> right, you hate Spider-Man. Enjoy. 
I just think it's interesting. There are some movies that I thought were going to be on y'all's list that you were going to give me flack for not having that you didn't. We Listen, support you here. In yeah. recent episodes, this is what I... not on your first podcast. <laughs> hey. That's fair. Michael was the villain of that podcast. No. You had all the starters on yours. You can fuck right off. Okay, but you know what? It was about universal. What is Pokemon in my brain? You're you, lucky you got You come let back. us interpret it in whatever way you want. I ask for clarification about favorites. So, Michael still said Pikachu. Like you made this worse for yourself. <laughs> you did not help yourself at all. Can you talk about Wally again? Because that was a good choice. So, you made a good choice. But what Wally. I was. Here's the thing is, we've been agreeing a little too much recently. These last few episodes have been. I mean, maybe it'll go bad here, but there's been like little parts, but there's been a lot of just like I there's one there's one thing in my bottom I'm gonna talk about that I'm probably gonna get a little uh Well I know there's I mean I've already said one that's in my bottom that I know that we disagree on and I'll get into a little bit more on it, but I don't feel like super strongly about it, but yeah, uh, I feel like Pixar's not one that can be too argumentative though, because like do we said job. there's so many good ones. Their worst ones are still most of their worst ones are still tolerable. Yeah. And I'm, we probably all agree on which ones the worst ones are, too. Probably. Because we'll it's a visible divide. I, I'm, I don't want to jump ahead of anything, but I, like, I'm surprised no one put Finding Nemo nor Monsters, Inc. That's so what I was just thinking. Finding Nemo is the one I was talking about earlier that as a kid I liked it. Now I'm like, I like, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I still really, really like Finding Nemo, and they did such a great job of it. It's a great movie sure but i mean i compare compared to these five that i've talked about it just i that was a movie i watched very very frequently and it does have its great moments but there's just i don't know there's something about it i was in like middle school when it came out yeah and it was a very popular like Mm. substitute teacher will show this. yeah that's true um so i think i saw it too many times also like quite honestly i don't really care for the characters they all kind of annoy me yeah, Marlin is. I think Marlin is just so unlikable. Yes. Don't, and I don't even um, like Nemo. Kind of annoys me. Yeah. Dory, like, I, I, I mean, I guess if you like Ellen DeGeneres, like, which timely, does now, <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's the thing. Canceled. It really doesn't hold up. So like, <laughs> I, I just the best character, <clears throat> the starfish, yes, by yeah. Allison Cheney. Yes, she can do no wrong. Yes. So yeah. and then I, for Monsters Inc. That movie, when you th- uh, were talking about a movie that had a really scary scene, I thought you were going to say Mar- Monsters Inc. Because mm. Randall, terrifying. Yeah. There's also terrifying. I, I, I forget if it was you or there's someone else. It someone else that I'm cl- close friends with that says Rand- it, It's my friend Grace. Randall scarred her. Randall mm. literally exists in her nightmares now as a 23 year old woman. She'll see yeah. Randall in her dreams. Yeah. And what but but what a perfectly named character. Like <laughs> right? Randall it just fits. Right. That movie is close for me. I do really like Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another why I think it was kind of I feel like it came out like a similar time as Fighting. It was Nemo. way early. I think they were like back to back releases almost. And and so I I've seen it I've seen it a lot. I think Monsters Inc. for me would be a six. Like if I if it's top ten. It's a good it's, it's a good movie, but I think definitely it's top still ten. Falls. But you also have to the other thing is I'm not a huge Billy Crystal fan, and it's mm. a lot of Billy Crystal. That's true. Um I, I actually saw a comparison of like Aladdin was kind of Disney's opportunity to like release Robin Williams and let him just do his thing. Mm. And Monsters Inc. was kind of them doing that with Billy Crystal, and like nobody really asked for that. <laughs> um, so Monsters Inc. came out November 2001, and Finding oh, Nemo wow. came out the next one, May 30th, uh, 2003. Wow. wow, they so, had that long break between movies? Uh, two years. So yeah, I was, a year and I was a half. like nine years old when Monsters Inc. came. So this is when I remember again, like, 
substitute teachers in middle school and all, I guess elementary school, um, like putting this on and it's just like, it's fine. Yeah. So, um, all right. Bottom bottoms. Well, I'll start with, there's two that I think are largely inoffensive and I don't hate them, but like, I just don't feel like they're necessary. Um, I'll start with monsters university. We just didn't need this. Like monsters Inc. We were just talking about it. Fine film. It's enjoyable. I laugh. I like it. <laughs> Monsters University. I, I didn't need a prequel. I don't like it's again while you're watching it, it's like, yeah, this is fine, it's entertaining. But you're just like, I, I don't know. I didn't need backstory here. Um, I didn't need more Billy Crystal. Uh <laughs> it's just I, I, again, like it's not a bad movie, probably. It's just like not the most entertaining thing mm-hmm. to me. All right, so we're going to have cicadas in the background. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, Monsters University, I think, is, is probably, like, number five on my bottom five. It's just, yeah, whatever. Um, next, I would put, again, this. I don't see this as a bad movie, but A Bug's Life. It's not terrible. This is the second Pixar movie ever released. And to me, this is the movie I think about when I say, like, they were trying to figure out what to do. Hmm. It's very like uh it doesn't get a sequel. It's very like plotting to me. Like right, so like they're they're you can tell they're trying to figure out what they want it to be. Mm-hmm. And I, this is why I prefer ants cuz I think ants has a clear vision of what they want it to be, um where they want to go with that movie and I just feel like a bug's life is just like it's fine but it's forgettable to me. I I just like I don't know. I don't I don't find myself super like connected to any of the characters in this. Um and obviously like that can be different for different people. I mm-hmm. just nothing here resonated. It, to me it's it's just funny because you did mention and I brought this up but like it it's like they're trying to take on bigger themes of like regular guy against the man but like it feels halfway done to me. And I don't know if that's because it's in comparison of ants, which is like hit you over the head with these like social messages of like worker versus, you know, the boss or whatever. So I don't know if if, if that's just that comparison makes it feel that way to me. But I just like, I don't know. Who's the bourgeoisie in the ants movie? It's like, so you have, it's more ants. I mean, yes, basically. <laughs> so you have like this government that gets toppled and it becomes like a military dictatorship type situation. Um, and you have an ant who is sent to work and he, but he's like not like filling that role is just like, I'm not just going to work because you tell me to work. And, and it is more centered on that, like workers struggle versus I feel like a bug's life is more about what's his name? Flick. Yes. It's like more about him as like a per, like a character, hmm. and it's just not that compelling because he's a bug hmm. to me. And the whole circus thing is like fine. it's fine. Oh, I, I that, that's why I like. No, it. I think it's one of the more entertaining so things. But it's just like so. But that's my problem with it. It's like, what right. are you trying to be? Are you trying to be silly? Or are you trying to like incorporate a message into Which this? Probably just goes back to second one of all time. Totally, no, absolutely, yeah. and that's why I don't put it at like the bottom of the bottom because you they're, they're just trying to figure it out. And I, and I still, like, if you put on A Bug's Life, I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I will not watch this. It's just to me, I'm like, eh, it's fine, I guess. Um, so, yeah. Um, 
Next in my bottom five, Cars 3. It just doesn't have to happen. This is this is one that I, I started to watch yesterday and I just turned it off because I, I was like, I've seen I've seen the first cars. And this is like <laughs> the same fucking movie. Um and I didn't need more of these talking cars and like there's so many problems with that universe of just why does this who thought of this? And this is stupid and I don't want it ever. So <laughs> the fact that there's a third one, just on principle alone, is enough to get into my bottom five. Next on my bottom five is uh, Cars Two. Uh, <laughs> what like the first one is again? It's kind of in that like inoffensive, like middle of the road Pixar movies. Like I, I guess there's people who really like the Cars movies. Maybe I'm not among those people. But Cars Two is the most ridiculous thing because what happened here was Cars came out. Uh, it was a pretty big box office success. And they were like, hey, this was at an era in American entertainment where for some fucking reason people found Larry the Cable Guy entertaining. Uh, What the shit was that? (laughs) Can we just all talk about how, like, we shouldn't have done that? Uh, We talked in our cover songs thing about how did we let Fred Durst get famous and Limp Bizkit? (laughs) How did we let Larry the Cable Guy get famous? Even when you look back to that, like... Jeff Foxworthy, what I don't remember what they called their little the redneck comedy tour thing. Like Larry the Cable Guy is the least funny of all of them, and the best part is like he's just pretending. Like this isn't who he is. He had puts on like a fake voice mm-hmm. and like so then he plays this character Toe Mater. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> okay, first Cars movie, Mater is. You know, he's like an auxiliary, like, comic relief in a fucking animated movie about cars. You don't need more comic relief. But, like, he's just there to, like, play a certain role. And then they decide, hey, let's make the second movie all about him involved in, like, an international espionage story. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> this was awful. Who did Larry the Cable Guy suck off? Uh, who didn't he? Probably. Fair. Um, but this was just, it's it's painful to watch. Um and then I just the fact that they made a third one after that is like, listen, quit while you're ahead. But to me, the worst Pixar movie of all time is Brave. I knew you were gonna say that too. Yeah. I hate Brave so much. And here's why. Literally zero of the characters are likable. There's no one in that movie that I'm like, yeah, I'm pulling for that person, uh, or I find them interesting or remotely entertaining. But also, the central conflict that makes up the whole second half of the movie can just be avoided. If, if the main character would just say, hey, that bear is my mom. Like, there, the thing is, is that, like, there's nothing to indicate that... I've tried pe- that before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to indicate that the people wouldn't believe her. You know, like, she's, like, fairly, I guess, respected would be the... Like, I don't know. I just feel like this is one... Granted, I will say... I think I've only seen this maybe twice and I was going to rewatch it yesterday and I was like, no, I'm not going to rewatch it because I know that I hate it and I can't get through it. So if I get details wrong, I'm sorry. But this whole idea that her mom has turned into a bear from this curse. First of all, that's a stupid problem. Like (laughs) I I just feel like movies to, to make these things work. You have to have a central conflict that is compelling. And that's just not to me. Um, I don't care that she gets turned into a bear. She can stay a bear. Seems kind of cool to me. I don't know. 
Uh, but again, if I forget her name, but if the main Merida. Merida, yeah, if she would just tell people and say, "My mom was turned into a bear. We need help." She like, does it in an Irish accent, though. I won't do that. Um, <laughs> Will Scottish? you? Scottish. Yeah. Scottish. I'm not gonna. I don't know Scottish. I can do Irish. <laughs> um, Oi! <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Cockney, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> You use we a lot. We last. We last. Who? <laughs> no. Who's we? Like we. little we. The three of us. Oh. Like we, yeah. Like, like we, we last. Like a little, a little girl. Uh, why did? Why are we? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um. Or what I thought because the the bear mom is like sentient. Like she is. So like, why can't she like? Take her little bear claw and just in the sand or the dirt or whatever, like write her own name and say, this is me. And then like, you would just have so, like the whole second half of the movie just didn't have to happen. It's all about mother-daughter relationships. Yes. Okay. There's you other, understand. You're right. Michael's neither a mother but nor I don't think this movie, But I don't think this movie helped me understand. Like, <laughs> it made it more your, confusing. Okay. As the daughter of a mother, has your mother ever turned into a bear? No. Okay. <laughs> Not yet. Don't put that on her. <laughs> but Clearly, if, mom bears don't know how to act. But if your mother does turn into a bear, how about you just fucking tell us and say, "Hey, that bear's my mom, and we'll handle it." It's, I'm gonna actively not believe you. <laughs> okay. Fix. Uh, it just it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. I I don't know. I hate this movie so much. <laughs> and the thing about it that I I it's I can't watch it. I literally just like as I thought about. Rewatching it last night, the idea of pressing play on that movie caused me pain. I don't think you would have finished it. I think you would have pulled. Oh, I wouldn't have because I would have gotten to like the second half of the movie and been like, "This is all avoidable. This movie could have ended or just never started." But that is the yes. I I thought about putting it in my bottom five, so like I'm not like a fan. Obviously, it's not top five, but that's like the plot of like. Half the movies and TV shows out there is like if you name didn't another do one Pixar thing, movie that has this issue. Pixar, no, but just in that's general, what, yes. But that's what makes it so bad and so frustrating mm. is because it's lazy. They're usually gotcha. such good storytellers. Do you want to know I a movie that has this problem that does it well? Brother Bear. Is the brother a bear? No, he he actually into becomes a bear. a bear. I don't. I've never seen. It's that. actually. It's, it's a great movie, and people turn it into bears. It's more about really. I had no idea. I thought it was just about bears. It, no. You know, it wasn't. It's a guy who I can't remember. It's, it's why, Indigenous American turns into a bear, but not the Scots. I care more about uh, Indigenous. Boy. American. We. <laughs> <laughs> That's French now. The way you're using that, right? We. That's French Canadian. <laughs> that was not the, pro- the problem. Was not the tone with which you said it. Us. <laughs> Mungus. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Also, I'm really proud of us because Olivia said cockney and neither of us reacted to Honey. <laughs> so, yeah, brave. I mean, it honestly, like, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard for me to decide between brave and cars 2 as to which one was worse. They're both, they just shouldn't exist and they're abominations. So, that's my bottom five. All right, so I had a similar situation with um, the way that mine's divided up. Two not bad movies, but I could go without them. Mm-hmm. Two movies that I can go without. And one movie I haven't seen but refuse to see on principle. So Monsters University is my first one. I thought it was a good movie overall. It was fine. I would much rather a sequel to a prequel. 
Yes. When you end on I want to see Sully seeing, and Mike get married. Yeah, that too. Ew. But <laughs> when you see Sully open the door again and you just hear Boo go, Kitty, you want to see that relationship flourish. Sure, absolutely. And they've turned into, instead of scaring kids, making them laugh. I don't know. Comedy movie. Let's do that. But I feel like a sequel would have been so much better than a prequel. This was 100% a cash grab. Yes. And at, it wasn't for me. Didn't need it. It, it. Overall, they did say like this is more for people who watched Monsters Inc. as a kid. Now are grown up. So let's do it a college theme. It's still a kids movie. And Toy Story did it better. And Toy Story did it better. Amen. Amen. So Monsters University bottom five. That I am not a Ratatouille fan. I don't oh, care about wow. Ratatouille. Oh, this almost made my top five. I am not a Ratatouille fan. It. I think it's probably one of the most stupid premises for a movie ever. But I think and it's also unique. they're French. Oh well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but what I like about Ratatouille is that it, like, this is a, like, it's a unique concept. It is a unique concept. I also concept. just saw it for the first time pretty stupid. recently. I, I, I really enjoy it. Um, also, Ratatouille is a gross dish. I would not eat that. Well, okay. I don't know. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just think the characters aren't enjoyable. Because they're French? Yeah, mainly. Um, it, it, none of it is like that appealing to me mm. and it's just I don't know it's it's fine it's okay it's not a terrible movie but it's just not my style and it's like one of those movies that nowadays like everyone's like Ratatouille is like the perfect movie ever it's a bit much it, exactly like the reason why this movie I, I don't know why this movie gets as much praise as it does because it doesn't deserve five star immaculate movie presence right it's it's fine is a Pixar movie that they made. I'd rank it as better than fine, but my biggest critique of it is that of all of these, like it's like the lowest stakes movie. Yeah, of, like it's like what the rat doesn't get to cook. The big, Sad day, right? The big problem is like, you're trying to impress a restaurant critic. Like nobody's really like, in danger. No, I guess there are times where there's some danger, but like it's because it's of this fucking rat. It's because of this main problem of we're just trying to get, let a rat cook, like let a rat chase its dreams. No, like what next? Bugs, women, oh. emotions, <laughs> <laughs> the Scottish. <laughs> All right, um, number three for the bottoms, Cars two. <sighs> the Cars universe is so strange, and there's such it's an so online presence for Cars where they make certain comments or there are certain things that exist in Cars two that are references to the, like the real world. Like the fact that they have our leaning tower of Pisa of tires means that they know what the leaning tower of Pisa is. There has to be Christianity, which means there's car Jesus and car Jesus died. <laughs> and in cars two, there's the car Pope, which means at some point there was a car assassination attempt on the car Pope. <laughs> and then car nine 11 happened because <laughs> after nine 11, they started protecting the Pope with bulletproof glass. How did we get here? In cars, <laughs> cars put us here. But this is the thing. There's so many holes in like. Nice. <laughs> Good. All right. No, continue. There's so many holes in like how the cars universe operates and like what does and doesn't happen and like. And what happens if you open a door? Hmm? What's inside the car? Oh. 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 What's, <laughs> what's behind those eyes? Where's the car brain? Does it? Do, do those batteries need to be replaced? Who's replacing the batteries? Who's changing the oil? Who's changing the oil? How are they reproducing? Who's, make, who's making the cars? But cars two is cars universe. It's weird answers. All right, um, number f- two on my bottom five. So, sorry, time out. <laughs> I just 
I just think there's a really important podcast moment here if you use, use the phrase Cars 911. <laughs> <laughs> it, it had to. If we have a car pope and a car bulletproof... Who's shooting the car pope? Yeah. With a car gun? <laughs> yes. Yes. Swear. You seem like you're knowledgeable about tanks this. Tanks are basically car guns. <gasps> so our tanks, like, who's building the tank? I don't know. Wait, didn't they make a plane? Sorry, sorry, didn't they make a planes? Movie? Yes. Was that Pixar too? Oh. Yeah. Well, I, no, I, I, it's I didn't not, see. It's, the, it's like a spinoff Dream or like a Mark show, maybe? maybe. I think it may have been a show. Uh, Nonetheless, where are the boats? Where's boats at? Boats. Trains. Bicycles. The those, barefoot. Those little scooters you can rent. Uh, lime scooters. Lime scooters. Yeah. Vespos. Vespas. Vespos. Planes is Disney. I promise you, it's Vespa. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I think I'm probably wrong here. Disney did planes. Disney did, planes. but not Pixar. No. Weird. They were too busy with Cars three. <laughs> Thank God. Anyway, sorry. Cars nine eleven. No, it's fine. It, it happened. Cars Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah, it was a truck. <gasps> oh my uh, God! It was Mater. <laughs> oh, Mater did. Mater did Oklahoma City. <laughs> The press must know. I just spit all over the place. That's fine. That's why this thing's on it. Perfect. All right. My number two to the bottom. I'm sorry. It's up. What? Wow. I wasn't quite prepared to put in the bottom. This is the controversy you're looking for. I honestly thought about it, though. When I said middle of the road, it's like kind of on the back of the Up is an annoying movie. But all the way down there. I would say. Yes. All the way down here. I wouldn't be that mad if it was like the second half of the movie. No. All the way down here. This is the movie that I. Second to last. Yes. And the last movie I have never seen. Oh my god, Claire. (laughs) The Up is just an annoying movie. Yes. The first 15 minutes are great. Not even. It's but like how? Well, how? Whatever it is for that bitch to die, I, like, make it a short. Make Can't, it a short. He is canceled. I sorry. Ellie I'm is not, her name. I, maybe I'm not like all the way with you, but I'm enough with you not to cancel you. I'm Thank you. you. That's You're okay. Out. If this is what did it, not 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 Cars 911. <laughs> so be it. Do you think that Ellie died in Cars 911? She died of cancer. Same thing. Like car. Okay. Car, car cancer. cancer. <laughs> What is it when you, uh, like, the CO2, you put the rag in the tailpipe and you just sit there, like, the game, uh, not Game of Thrones, House of Cards guy? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, suicide? Or yeah. You, yeah. Yeah, okay. She didn't Will do you that. you just run the car? Yeah. Anyway, she dies. Who among us? Among us? <laughs> she dies. Derailing. No, that's Trains. Trains. <laughs> this has gone too far. Okay. Bring it back. Bring no. It back. So. That first five minutes is it's great. That is a great and so done. Five minutes. I don't want to watch the rest of the movie. Carl is annoying. I don't care about that. Yeah. Kevin is annoying. Doug is annoying. All 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 the characters. Russell is so Russell, annoying. I want to break his neck. Yeah. Good luck. He doesn't have a neck. I know. So I'm just gonna break <laughs> <a little> everything. <laughs> I'm going to ru- a house that flies away with balloons. The most unrealistic it's so cool thing. Looking, the most unrealistic thing Pixar has ever done. The physics. And we've talked about out. toys that live and bugs that talk and the cars universe and cars 911. The house falling away with balloons is the most unrealistic thing. You think they're more unrealistic than the ratatouille? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I yes. yes. I'd rather a rat cook me some vegetable <laughs> dish than I see a plane a plane, a house. Where does the house fall in the Cars universe? Does the house Houses. have sentiency? House 911. House 911. That's just 911. No, Monster House would be that. Monster House is a good movie, though. Yeah. It's horrifying. But <laughs> this has gotten so far. Okay. Um, one of the worst villains to ever come out of a Disney movie. 
Just a like, real estate company. Uh, that, I guess. That's a true villain. And then, like, this Charles guy is, like, the explorer who's actually just kind of an asshole. Yes. Welcome to fame. All famous people are assholes. If you're famous, you're an asshole. So. But he he allows asshole, dogs to talk, which is what everybody wants in their life. I... If my dog could talk, he wouldn't be 16. <laughs> I just feel like if Pugsy could talk, the first thing he would say is help. <laughs> He's past help. And he would ask you he to put him in the car and put the rag in the <laughs> Good God. No. I don't I don't care if animals can talk. They're I don't I, I They're don't gonna ask that. me to cook food for them, or they're gonna want, want to run a restaurant? Because the thing <laughs> The thing that makes dogs like I, I if we take dogs and make them more human-like and the ability to talk, I don't like them as much. Exactly. Now. Dogs are just so... I like them because they're not people. <laughs> and they're really dumb. Yeah, go back to the dog... Look, go back and listen to the dog, dog is podcast. still dumb, but... Uh, and if a dog begins speaking to me, it loses its sex appeal. Go back two episodes. That's fair. People do lose their sex appeal when they talk. Amen. Uh... <laughs> To your number one and your bottom. Doug, but no, sorry. The fact that Doug is spelled D-U-G also and not just like Doug the name is stupid. Because he's a Doug dog and they he, dig and it's yeah, dang dumb. That's stupid. Dickhead. It should be Doug, Doug. Like a person's name. Dasshole. <laughs> anyway, not a good movie. This wasn't even your bottom of your no, bottom. This is like, no, this isn't because I, my bottom one really doesn't have any justification, but that's fine. Okay, say <laughs> But, I mean, I think this movie is the most overhyped Pixar movie ever to exist. It is. So, The Good Dinosaur. Okay, so this is the one that I was saying I couldn't rank because I fell asleep and I haven't seen it. If I'm going to watch... You just went ahead I and... I just went ahead and ranked it because if I'm going to watch a sad dinosaur movie, I'm going to the limb for time. Oh, oh true. Facts. Why, why do I need to watch another sad dinosaur movie? There's like 12 of those. Exactly. So why do I need another one? I do not care. I read the description of it on IMDb. And this is just not Isn't anything. the idea like dinosaurs and people are there at the same exactly. time? Exactly. Yes. Uh, Jurassic Park. Insanely. Exactly. I'd rather see that. Also, if you want to put prehistoric men and dinosaur, it never happened. Well, You're leading kids astray historically. But the Bible. Happening cars. Car Pope. Car, car Bible. Car Bible. <laughs> what did Car Adam and Car Eve eat that they shouldn't have eaten? Hmm. Oh. Too meta. I <laughs> she did, just want to talk about it. I did watch The Good Dinosaur yesterday. I'd seen it once before, but needed to rewatch it because I was contemplating putting it in my bottom, but I did not. <laughs> Sorry. Because I cried so much because it was so emotional. Well, it maybe was, maybe I need to watch it. it, it maybe is, I'll it eat my words. Slow build up because Michael. No, that wasn't the one you turned off. Yeah, no, I I fell asleep. Sorry, I'm okay. stuck on you saying I contemplated putting it in my bottom. And <laughs> the good dinosaur. Yeah. I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> but I thought. I mean, like it's definitely not in anywhere near the top. But I thought that it did do a good enough job at what it was trying to do, which then, is like. I like this. I like this. I like that you put this at the very bottom of a movie that you haven't seen a second. That seems were, like a cop out. You're no. like, this is. Oh, the I'm worst sorry. Part. I'm sorry. Please, Pixar. I am so sorry. No, I, I like that it. you did this. It's. I just if I if there's a movie that I'm gonna rank and I have absolutely zero desire to see it because I know there are better movies out there with 100 percent accuracy as most of my things are. Sure. Why? Why do it? Why Here's my it? thing with this movie. Again, having basically not seen it. It came out in like 2014, 2015. It's a more recent one. I just heard of it for the first time like 
less than six months ago. Yeah, it's definitely out of all of them the least. I did like, not. I did not know it popular. existed. Didn't know this was a Pixar movie. I only heard of it from a coworker when we were talking about uh, the Last Dragon or whatever mm. that movie was called, um, which is a Disney movie, not Pixar. Yes, Ryan, but Last but when we were talking about that. This movie was recommended to me. It's like, you know, this is one that flies under the radar. It yeah, seems, like there's, it seems like there's a reason. Shoot it down. Yeah. Just like. <laughs> Cars Locker V. <gasps> <laughs> Cars Pearl Harbor. Oh my gosh, guys. You haven't figured out how boats work. How's that going to happen? Oh my God. Was it a hate crime? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh my- cars like, universe we need answers honestly. and planes were involved there were no cars involved in pearl harbor no but like so how does that how do you rectify that oh my god and then Let's world start. war ii world war ii the u.s gets involved and there's tanks so Indeed. how does all car this guns. was cars friend ferdinand inside of another car <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> what about cars jfk also right i was actually thinking about that like how does that was that a car setting human jfk up because <gasps> the cars are trying to take over. We figured it out. We solved the assassination. Yeah. But also, there are no humans in the Cars universe. Because they killed them all. Yes. Okay. In Texas. <laughs> it wasn't actually just JFK. That has happened seven billion times. It was an <laughs> ethnic cleansing of all humans in the Cars universe. Speaking of ethnic Cars cleansing. Cars 4. <laughs> <laughs> the prequel. <laughs> I did not expect this out of this podcast. No, this is Okay. Weird. So your bottom five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, pull it up. Um, okay. I don't I don't know what the reaction of this one. This is the only one I'm unsure about. Um Soul. Oh, this was good. I know because uh, okay, so she had told me yesterday that she did not like this movie. I remember you telling me that you loved this movie. I did. And then I, I just haven't seen it. I have not gone around to watch it. I I've only it... ever heard good things about it, so the fact that you said you didn't like it I think it's top means 10 you're for me. racist. <laughs> Honestly, this is like the only one that features black right, people. Which is and you don't why like I it. wanted to like it so much. Like when it came out, I never got around to seeing it. It's been on my list to watch for a really long time. Finally, this was like when I was going to start watching ones that I hadn't seen. This was the first one. Uh, I was really underwhelmed. I did not think that any of the characters were really that likable. Because they're black? <gasps> no. Olivia. One of them, we don't even know what race they are. The Little- cat? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 27 or 7. Is that I don't her name? I don't remember. Whatever the number is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, She's blue, so unsure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, wish, I wish that I was listening to see the face that Olivia made when she said that. She's blue. She's blue. <laughs> no, but he, like, yes, the redemption arc talked about it a lot. Unlikable to redemption. I didn't think he got there. As well as I wanted it to. Mm. The one emotional like part didn't really cry because I wasn't like that connected to the characters. Like, and the premise really awesome. I really wanted to like it. I think it was very novel. Like the fact that they're getting more representation, but I just like it ended and I was like, oh, okay. I watched it. I didn't like feel like, yes, I'm so glad I finally got around to it. There were some things about it that I think weren't as good as they could have been. Um, how much of this do you think is internalized racism? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, Wrong roomie. Right. Well, yes. are we sure? Not anymore. <laughs> uh, if Casey likes soul, then 
The roles have reversed. That's right. I don't know if she's seen it. It's all it took. Well, that, mm, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry, what's that? No, I'm not, not going to see that. It's car three, please. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> No, I agree. I think there there are some. I agree with parts of it. I think there are things that are like kind of thrown together almost. I just think I think the animation's incredible. Mm, I think true. the music is incredible. I think it's, I, I you know, I also I love Jamie Fox. I'm a I'm a slut for anything he does, and I think uh, voice acting. You know, I, I don't know. It just works. There's a lot of you can feel his personality. Um, through mm. the character, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, any music-based movie is going to be pretty good for me. So this one is like probably like borderline top ten for me, but I get it. I guess I understand. Um, yeah, maybe my I understand why it might threaten your whiteness. So yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I just for like some of the more recent releases, like Coco. I really liked Luca. Sure. Um, as long as they're not. Did not. Sorry. Hey, Coco is <laughs> not black. <laughs> no, but not white. Yeah. Well, some people are very specific with their racism. Okay. We're well, spending a lot of time on this. Way, I did not think it measured up to some of the other more recent releases either, and maybe that's why. because I had just watched. Luca and Coco very recently mm. and really loved those ones. Like Luca is definitely in my top 10, I think. Are they all four letters? Luca, huh? Coco, Easier to remember. Soul. soul. Yes. Cars. Cars. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, up, up. it didn't do it for me, but. <laughs> this motherfucker said up, up. I'm so sorry. Okay. Continue. Yes. Okay. Didn't do it for you. So um, sorry. Number two, Toy Story 4. Damn. Boycotted its existence since I knew it was a thing. Toy Story 3 was the perfect ending. They didn't need to do more. It was disappointing for a Toy Story movie since we've talked about how the other three are so good. Um, and I liked the, I did like that they brought Bo Peep back. I thought that was very cool. She She's was a, a badass. Yes. But just like I didn't need anything after Toy Story Three. I I, I I agree with that. I think yes, Toy Story Three could have ended it. When I heard there was a Toy Story Four, I was kind of surprised. I was. I just angry. think they did a good job. It felt like it was a good spinoff almost. But like mm. the like main core group was barely in it. It was all like which is my thing. It was a good so spinoff. I don't care for Forky. Nah. Kind of annoying. He was yeah. like suicidal for like the beginning part of his life. Yeah. He was just trash, trash. That was kind of funny though. <laughs> Gets a girlfriend, she wants to be in the trash. Me and the trash together. No. Mm, heartwarming. No, I agree. I also don't really care for But these, like, so uh, Soul and Toy Story 4 are my like not as good, but not bottom bottoms. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm getting now into my bottom bottoms. Number three, Cars 3. Watch them all back to back. Honestly, Cars 3 is the better of the three. Are your bottom... I hate Cars. I had never watched Cars because I also was boycotting those morally. And I... So just for clarity's sake, your three is Cars 3. Your two is Cars 2. No, Cars 1. Cars 1. Cars Cars 2 is trash. Cars 2 is so, so bad. Cars 2 needs to be in the trash with Forky. Yeah. Damn. I thought you wanted him out of the trash. Well, 
hypocrite. But if now, he's going to be yes. there, you might as well. Be, right. If he's going to be Dr. Dunn. in there, too. Yeah. So, Cars 3, I actually thought was the better ones, but that I think they also did some of that performative, like, the whole, like, plot line, yes. since you didn't go through it, is, like, uh, Lightning McQueen gets a female, like, um coach to like help him train because now he's old and then like throughout the movie like she's talking about how she always wanted to be a racer and then he like has her replace him in a race and she wins and now like so i can see that as being pretty performative like car feminism right what, but what are we doing? it's a car one yes because like to see the representation and the actual like characters were better cars one fine it was the first one it's gonna sure. be Should have okay. ended after the first one. Cars yeah. two. Who was on acid when they thought <laughs> like him being a spy? And then it's like also like they're making like the whole thing is making fun of Mater being dumb, and he also has a thick southern accent. So like that doesn't feel super great to me that yeah. they're always the dumb character. Um, terrible. Could barely make it through it. Was dreading watching all the Cars ones. The third one was a nice surprise that it didn't suck as bad as Cars two. So that was nice. But trash. Trash. Yeah, I think we've really... <laughs> we've milked the cars. Beat the cars dead horse. Uh, <laughs> bad, I think. I'm glad we're in agreement that this just shouldn't exist. They just That's never right. should have even gone there. No. And the fact that they went there three times. Right. And then put planes in the mix. I'm still waiting on boats. <laughs> it might exist. Hey, Waterworld. <laughs> Let's get a Waterworld boats match. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah boy so moral of the story is pixar you know just probably overall positive get rid of, get rid of cars get rid of cars if you got rid of cars everything else is track record's at, pretty at high. worst fine right yeah brave right. up sorry so and so i said yeah you did as you do sorry about it you shouldn't be man um oh. <laughs> get the fuck over yourself <laughs> Social media, top five MNC. Top five, uh, yeah, top five <laughs> I, At top five at, MNC, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yep. So Share conspiracy theories about the Cars universe. Yeah, please tell us Absolutely. what happened in the Cars universe and how it affects the plot of the movie. And please, God, if you understand it, explain it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need justification. That's right. Um, well, this was fun. Thank you, Olivia. Yes. Yeah. This was a lot more... Well, it was funny because I'm like, as I'm monitoring this as we're recording, I'm like, we started, we were at a pretty quick pace. This was going to be kind of like a short episode of like, not much controversy. And then and then we, we got, got to into the bottom five <laughs> and this is going to be one of our longer ones this yeah. season. Hey, so that, that's fair. I it's think... totally fine. It's just funny that like, I feel like as a listener, you're going to be sitting at home hearing this. You're like, oh, we're cruising through this list. Pretty like, nah, like uneventful. I can go pick my kid up from school now. No, <laughs> leave him there. Especially if you're going to get in a car. car. Don't get in a car. <laughs> I mean, at what point are they going to come to life and consume me from within? Am I in the stomach? Right. This if is... I'm in the front seat behind those eyes. Wait, every time you put things in the trunk, is that its butthole? <gasps> are you pleasuring that car by putting your stuff in the trunk? Where's the car prostate? <laughs> I'm never going to drive again. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> I assume the gas tank is the prostate. Hey, I someone really know what on Facebook does. do an, an anatomically chart, an anatomically accurate chart of a Cars Universe car with every human body part in it. Please do. Yeah, I want to know. I want a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when we say goodnight. So this is going to be it. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time 
on top five. You don't say anything. Oh. 